much for tuning in to this week's broadcast. I'm so glad that you took the time to tune in, and I know that you're going to be truly blessed by the Word of God today. So I want you to get your Bibles and get ready as we go into the Word of God. But just before we get started, I want to remind you to uh, pull down our prayer requests because we want to pray with you about whatever uh, a need that you may have in your life. We want to pray with you. We want to join our faith together because I know that when we come together to pray that God will answer our prayers. And he, he loves to do that. He loves to answer our prayers. So we want to pray with you about whatever it is that, that's in your life that you want God to meet you at the point of that need. And I also want to remind you that uh, what Jesus told us in St. John 14, chapter 1. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And so what was Jesus saying? He was about to go back to the Father. And uh, the disciples were feeling, I believe, separation anxiety because they thought that they were going to be left alone in the midst of a troubled world. But just as Jesus wanted to assure them, he wants to, us to be assured today that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So no matter what you're going through today, God is in the midst with you. Jesus is right there. He never leaves us nor forsake us. But it's up to us now to rest in that, in that reality. Rest in the fact that he is with us and not allow stress and anxiety to crowd our hearts. How do we do that? We do that by keeping our eyes and our ears flooded with the Word of God. And as we meditate upon the Word and we continuously listen to the Word of God, then fear and anxiety has no place and no room to come into our lives. So I want you to be encouraged with that Word, knowing that God is not just in the midst of us to uh, just to be a bystander, but He's in the midst of us to deliver us, to see to it that we have a good and perfect end. So uh, we're going to go, we're going to be talking about today, about God being our El Shaddai. And that's, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. And Genesis 17, verse 1, it reads, And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Well, the Almighty God means El Shaddai. And so God was telling Abram that he uh, was Abram's El Shaddai. Now, just to give you a little bit of history of, of, of Abram at this point, he was, Abram was 86 years old when he had Ishmael. So 14 years later, God comes to him and says that, I am your El Shaddai. In other words, I am your all-sufficiency. I am the God that's more than enough. You know, I believe that when, when, when uh, Abram had Ishmael, that at some point he felt that that was the best that he could do. That that was it. That was the, the, the promise that God had, had, had uh, said to him. And I believe that Abram, because if we read uh, further in this, in this chapter, in verse 17, it says that when God told him that, he, that, that uh, Abram and Sarah would produce a seed, that he fell on his face and he laughed. Because he felt like, I'm 99 years old now, and surely you, you, you must be talking about Ishmael. And see, and I believe that a lot of times we get to our 99s in life, and we, and we are ready to throw in the towel. We think that the situation, the circumstance has gone too far, that God has just, you know, forgotten us. But what God wanted Abram to do at that point in his life was to turn his attention to him. 
and look to him as being the God that is more than enough and the God that constantly supplies. And so El Shaddai means the breast. And so, I, you know, we have to think about what, how it is when a child is feeding off of the mother, mother's breast. The child is, is, is receiving all of the nutrients that it needs. It's receiving uh, everything that it needs for its physical development. And, and not just physical development, but even for that child's mental development, it's, it's receiving it from the mother's breast. And so God wanted Abram to see that as, as that he was pouring into his life. And all Abram had to do was just focus his attention upon, upon God, feed upon God, and, and God was constantly renewing him. And, you know, maybe at that point, Abram didn't realize that, that he was being uh, renewed, that his body was being restored, not just him, but Sarah. And that, you know, God was turning back time for them and restoring them, giving them the ability to be able to uh, produce the seed. Because, you know, God is the God that not only uh, gives us bread to eat, but he gives seed to the sower. What did Abram need at that point? He needed a seed. And it was God that would give him that promised seed. And God wanted Abram to just look at him, to just meditate upon him, to see that he was the God that is more than enough. The God that was continuously pouring into his life. And so, how are you seeing God today? Are you seeing God as the God that is pouring into your life? Are you seeing God as the one who can supply your every need? You have to look at God as being uh, that kind of God to you. God is so good to us that he constantly gives to us even when we don't realize that he's given to us. He is giving to us. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of, of Naomi. When she left out of uh, Bethlehem, Judah, she said that she left out full. She left out with her husband and her two children and they went to abide in the city of Moab. And while they were there in the city of Moab, she lost her husband. She lost her two sons. And uh, Naomi thought that it was over for her. And she even told her, her daughter-in-law, look, I don't have anything else in me. I don't have any more. I can't bear any more sons. And, and would you even wait that long for them to grow up and, and for you to marry them? In other words, what was she saying? She was saying that I, I don't have anything else. My supply is gone. And, but God never stopped pouring into Naomi's life. And after uh, uh, her, her, her daughter-in-law Ruth went, went, went with her, as they went back into Bethlehem, Judah, God had already, God was still pouring into her life. God had already prepared Boaz, and uh, God would give her a seed uh, uh, through Ruth, her daughter-in-law, and that would be a, a restorer of her life. That would be a nourisher to her in her old age. You see, God always, gives to us. He's always supplying to us. Even when we don't see that he is supplying, he is always supplying. So we don't, we don't have to focus our attention on whatever doors that, that, that appear to be closed, whatever uh, brook that seems to be dried up. God always will supply for his people. All we have to do is, is focus our attention on God. And so as we focus our attention on God, what are we going to see? We're going to see that God has the ability. He has the ability to give us anything and everything that we will ever need in life. He has the ability. And so Abram had to see that God had that ability. And so God does. He, he, he has that ability to give us 
everything that we will ever need. He did that when he gave us Jesus. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. And so, and then he says in Romans 8, he says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely, you know, we can't say that word enough, how shall he not freely give us all things? No matter what it is, God will give us all things. And that's why he tells us in, in uh, Philippians that, but my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So to the measure of his riches and glories in Christ, God will supply all of your need. He is our El Shaddai. He's the God that's more than enough. So I think a lot of times we look at our need as being bigger than what than God supplied. There is no need that is bigger than God supplied. You know, Abram's thought, look, I'm at 99 years old. Sarah is old. We, we, we have, we're done with producing. God has the ability to cause us to produce no matter how dry things look, no matter how dark things look. God has the ability to cause us to produce. And see, and, and this is what I like about uh, what God was saying to Abram. Let's look at uh, verse 2. He said, I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. Now God said, I will make my covenant between me and thee. And if we, if we go to chapter 12, and we look at the covenant that God made with Abraham. And it says, uh, um, in, in Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Where was Abraham's part in that? God was the one who would do all the blessing. God was the one who will uh, show him where the land was. God was the one who will make his name great. God was the one who, who would bless him. And God was the, was the one who would bless those that bless him and curse those that curse him. God was the one. It's, see, that's why we have to focus all our attention upon God. Because he is the one that supplies to us. He is the one that, that, that's blessing us. The blessing had nothing to do with, what, with Abraham. Abraham didn't have to work for that blessing. All he had to do was believe God. And all you have to do and all I have to do is just believe God. And God would do the rest. God would be the one that would bless us. He would be the one that would prosper us. He would be the one that would pour into our lives as we just feed upon him. And, uh, you know, he knows how to, how, to, how to bless us. He knows how to bless his people. He knows how to feed into our lives. Unless you think of the children of Israel when they were out in the wilderness. And they, and they were, you know, in the wilderness, they, they wouldn't buy any stores. They, you know, there was nothing there. They were just out there in the wilderness, but they had a hunger. God caused uh, bread to rain down from heaven, right? He caused bread to rain down from heaven for, for them. Manna, manna came down from, from heaven. See, they may have thought, well, as they did, they complained to Moses and said, Moses, look, we're out here in the middle of this desert situation. Doesn't that sound like the disciples when uh, they were out in, in the desert and Jesus was uh, about to feed the 5,000? They said, look, we're in a desert place. 
send the people home so that they can uh, get something to eat. Send them home. Jesus said to them, they need not go. Give them to eat. So look, and then they, what, what, what is here? See, they were looking at their, at their surroundings, at their circumstance, and at their situation. Their eyes wasn't focused on, on, on Jesus. And even in the wilderness with the children of Israel, their eyes weren't focused upon God. Their eyes were, were focused on their circumstance and on their situation and where they were and what they didn't have instead of looking at what they did have. They had God as their God. And you have God as your God. You have Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And when you have Him, you have everything that you will ever need. And so Jesus told them, look, He took the, 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 the fish and the bread, and He began to, He blessed it, and He began to multiply that. He supplied the need. God always will supply the need. No matter how big the need is, God's supply will always uh, supersede the need. He always does exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. All we have to do is feed upon him. See him as the as see him in his ability. See him that he is the creator God. See him as the God that will that that continuously pours into us, that continuously gives us everything that we need. And so God said, I will establish my covenant with, with Abram. I will establish my covenant with you. How's he going to do it? He's going to be the one that do it. He's going to be the one that will supply. He's going to be the one that will give Abraham the seed that he needed. And so God's going to be the one that meets you at the point of your need. God's going to be the one that's, that's going to fulfill your desires. God's going to be the one that's going to get you to the place where you, that, that you desire to be and where he wants you to be. God's going to be the one, but you've got to look to him. You've got to see him as your El Shaddai. Now, it's, so we see God's ability that God is able, God is so able to meet our every need, no matter how dark it is, no matter, no matter if the doctors have given up on you, no matter if they, um, if, if they have put a foreclosure sign upon your house, no matter if your spouse has moved out, God can meet that need. It doesn't matter how dark it is, God will meet that need. All you got to do is see him as being able to supply that need. Now, so you see his ability, then you have to see that God is willing. You see, we already said that in Romans 8, that, that God said, that uh, Paul said that he who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely? That speaks of God's willingness to bless you. That God's willingness to give you all things. He said, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? What is it that you need today? God is, is, has the ability to give you all things. There is nothing that he can't do. There is nothing that he, want, he won't do for you. All he wants you to do is just to rest in him, feed upon him, see him as constantly giving, constantly feeding into your life. Because he is. He's always feeding into our, into our lives. And just as he did, did for Abram, just as he did for Abram. And see, and when Abram saw that God was his supply, that's why God changed his name and, put, and gave him Abraham. Because when you look at um, 
uh, God connected him, changed his name so that Abram would see what God saw. See, God saw Abram as being a father of many nations. Why? Because God knew what he was able to do. What God was able to do. And God saw Abram as being a father of many nations. So, and and, and a, he wanted Abram to see himself that way too. He wanted Abram to see that, look, at 99, it's not over. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Your 99 is just the beginning for God. It's not over for you. It's the beginning for you. Now, you may be saying, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad my situation is. You don't know uh, my past. God knows. He, know, he knew what, what Abram would do. He knew that Abram would lie. He knew that Abram would make some mistakes. God knew all of that. But it didn't stop him from blessing him. It didn't stop him from pouring into Abram's life. And it's not going to stop God from pouring into your life. All that you have to do is turn to him and see him as your El Shaddai today. Now, if you don't know him at all, if you don't know God, if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, then you don't have him pouring into your life. You're not seeing and receiving all that you could receive from him. But right now, this is a time where you can, where you can receive all that God has for you because God has a good plan and a good and a good life for you if you just turn to him and if you know it's, it's just a decision that we have to make in life to receive him as our Lord and Savior and if you're ready to make that decision today I want you to pray this prayer with me to say dear Jesus I believe that you are the Christ the son of the living God I believe that you came that you died and you rose again I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me right now. And I thank you, Jesus, that you have come. Just that simple. Now you have the supply. Now he is, the supply is inside of you. And so all you have to do is just feed upon that supply. Get into his word. Get more into his word. Read the Bible. Go to church. Learn of him. Learn about what, what he has and what he, he has given unto you. He has given you all things through Christ Jesus. And also, you know, when, you, when we come to, to God, he saves us and heals us from all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases. There is no sickness, no disease that he didn't take upon his body. So right now, if you are sick in your body, I'm going to pray with you right now. Dear Jesus, I bring the sick and afflicted to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you heal right now in the name of Jesus. Let every sickness go right now out of everybody, of, of every child of God. Be gone in the name of Jesus and be healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for your healing. Now, I want you to tune in to me again next week because God has more for us. And we want to stay connected and stay turned on with the power of God. God bless you.